0: greetings and welcome to the mount calvary nation podcast hosted by mount calvary baptist church in dayton ohio where our pastor is the reverend s.n winston jr we thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you
1: Lord, we thank you for your power. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for being an awesome God. We thank you, Lord, for being holy. Come on, open up your mouth and tell him thank you. Tell him thank you. Come on, open up your mouth and tell him thank you. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be worshipped down the door. Come on, open up your mouth in this place and tell him thank you. At home, tell him thank you. Lord, you're awesome. Lord, you're holy. God, come in this place right now and have your way. You're awesome, God. You're a mighty, God. You're a powerful, God. All power is still in your hands. Healing is in your hands. Deliverance is in your hands. God, we believe your word today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah worthy God. Yeah. Awesome. My God is all awesome. Yes you are God when, when I'm, I'm broke strength, strength where I've been We forever weakened. one more time do it again one more time he hey. will One more time my God My God is all awesome. He can move mountains He can move mountains. Keep me in the valley Keep me, in the valley. Hide me from the rain Hide me from the rain My God is all awesome. My God is all awesome. Tells me, me when I'm broken. When I'm wrong By his side time where I've been weak. For he ta Deliverer deliverer. Deliverer, 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 say awesome, awesome, awesome. awesome. say, say, Provider, Provider. Protector. Protector, Provider, yeah. Protector, Protector. so awesome. Awesome. Yeah. awesome, yeah, He's wonderful. He He's wonderful, he's wonderful, he's wonderful, he's, wonderful. he's, wonderful. he's, wonderful. he's wonderful. God, awesome. awesome, awesome, awesome. My God is awesome, he can move the mountains and keep me, hide me in the valley and hide me from the rain. My God is awesome. He can move a mountain. Because he's that powerful. He can keep us in the valley and hide me from the rain. My God is awesome. Come on, open up your mouth and give God praise. Behind your mask, make God great. Behind your mask, make his name great. Behind your mask, hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised. 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 Come on, magnify his name today. Make his name bigger. Make his name brighter. Make his name greater than the earth. Hallelujah to Jesus. You are the God. You are the Lord. We call him faithful, we call him awesome, we call him mighty, we call call him holy, we we just call he has so many names, but all of that wrapped up, he's still our God, he's still the God that reigns on the throne, he died and got up just for us, amen, amen, hallelujah, come on, let's magnify the name of Jesus today, hallelujah.
2: Up your don't begin the pride today. Hallelujah. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. You all may be seated. Are you grateful that God is everything to us? To those who are in the sanctuary, welcome back. It has been a long time for, uh, for many of you. Those who are worshiping in the e-congregation today, uh, those who are online worshiping with us virtually, we are so glad that you have chosen to worship with us. Everybody who's worshiping, whether it's in person or online, God has given us another opportunity. He has brought us safely through another week, and we are grateful just to be able to worship Him in relative freedom. Let me make a few observations at this point, and then we will continue on with our worship experience. Thank you, Mount Calvary Nation and friends, for your patience. Uh, This is all this This registering uh, for service is new to us and uh, it is not what we're used to and not what we like, uh, but it allows us to keep track of exactly who is here at what time. In case there is uh, some sort of outbreak, we're able to, uh, to to provide a list of names for contact tracing. It helps us to keep the numbers uh, low so that we can keep spacing right. Thank you for your cooperation. I do appreciate that as your pastor. Just a reminder registration for next Sunday service will open at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. You can register one of several ways. You can do it online at www.mountcalvarychurch.life. Um, you can call the church office if you don't have internet access. Just call 937-268-6737 or you can follow the link on the church's Facebook page to register for next Sunday's service. One of the things that we found out uh, last week um, was that uh, with with the 150 number and and looking at today, we have some uh, we have some more room in the sanctuary, and so for next week we're going to raise that number uh, to 200. We will uh, you know if necessary we'll put people in the uh, in the atrium and in the foyer uh, for overflow, but I really don't believe it will be necessary. Um, there is a waiting list that is available with registration if we hit the number cap. Uh, And that is so that if there's somebody who register, I know at least there was one family today uh, that registered for today but was not able to make it, Um, if you call and let us know that you're not going to be able to make it after you've registered, then someone else will be able to take your spot. So if that happens, please uh, let us know. Next Sunday, we are going to recognize all of our essential workers in the field of education, those who have been uh, battling on, who have had to learn to teach and serve uh, virtually over these past uh, 12, 13 months. Um, You turned in names of those workers in education several weeks ago, uh, and next Sunday we will recognize them. The Mount Calvary family will have a special gift for them, uh, special tributes to those teachers, those bus drivers, those lunch Uh, those lunch workers, um, all of those workers in education uh, in the Mount Calvary family. That's next Sunday at our 1030 worship experience. The next group of essential workers that we're going to recognize will be those in the healthcare field, and I will give you more instructions about that next week. I would that you would continue uh, to keep Sister Anita Jackson uh, and Brother Larry Jackson and their family in your prayers. Uh, Mrs. Jackson uh, did have surgery this week, and, uh, and no matter what the doctors say, God has the last word, and we know he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think. So would you please keep her in your prayers? Keep Minister William Page in your prayers as well. He's been through quite a bit over the past few weeks and, um, and thought it best that he would return to Detroit with his daughter um, so that he can be looked after. And so they actually left yesterday. And uh, would would you please keep Minister Page and his family in your prayers? It is UNCF Sunday here at Mount Calvary. We are recognizing, honoring, and sowing into the United Negro College Fund. Uh, before I say a little bit more about it, uh, there are some in the house who have, uh, who have graduated or who attended uh, HBCUs, Historically Black Colleges or Universities. If that's you, would you make some noise? Anybody in here attended a, an HBCU? <laughs> good, good, good. And uh, at home, just put it in the comments, all right? Put your school in the comments. I'm really proud. I did not attend an HBCU but my father's a Wilberforce graduate, my wife's a Wilberforce graduate, my brother's a Wilberforce graduate. The oldest historically black uh, college in the nation is right in our backyard. There are also members of, uh, of some of the divine... Oh, oh I, I apologize, I thought you were trying to get my attention. There are also some members of the Divine Nine uh, fraternities and sororities who are here. Uh, I would be remiss if I did not start with the oldest historically uh, black fraternity founded in 1906 at the Cornell University. Yes, sir, that would be Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity. Are there any members of Alpha Phi Alpha in here besides myself and the good doctor? (laughs) How about uh, Alpha Kappa Alpha, a.k.a.'s 1908 founded at Howard University. All right, good, good, good. If you are online, put it in the chat. We want to know it. Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity founded in 1911. Any Kappas? No. Uh, o- Omega Psi Phi. Any Omegas? Founded in 1911. How about any devastating divas of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority, Incorporated? <laughs> Phi Beta Sigma fraternity founded in 1914 at Howard. Any uh, Sigmas? How about Zeta Phi Beta? All right. Founded in 1920 at Howard. Sigma Gamma Rho sorority? None? How about Iota Phi Theta? (laughs) (laughs) Yes sir, Brother Jenkins. The youngest of the group founded in 1963 at Morgan State University. Listen. This pandemic made HBCUs, like any other institutions of higher learning, uh, switch on a dime to, uh, to, to virtual platforms of learning. And there are students who still need laptops um, and internet access. There are schools, there are HBCUs that need um, money still to continue to upgrade their systems, to. Um, You know, nobody had time to really plan for this. You had to do it on the fly. And the United Negro College Fund helps with that. They give out scholarships, they give out internships. Over $100 million, UNCF gives every year for scholarships and internships. Over $100 million. 86% of every dollar that comes in to the United Negro College Fund is used to support students and scholarships. If you want to give today and you are online, uh, you can do it by Givelify. Actually, even if you're in the building, you can do it by Givelify. Uh, at Mount Calvary's Givelify page, there is a UNCF envelope. Uh, just tap that one and you can give your gift that way. If you're cash apping, Mount Calvary's cash app is dollar sign MTCALMBC. Uh, in the note section or memo, however it's uh, worded, just put UNCF, we'll make sure it all gets there. If you are in person or if you're giving in person or if you're driving through the lot after service is over, you can do that too. Uh, The deacons will be ready to serve you um, and and receive your offering. Just make sure that you have, if you're giving in an envelope, make sure that the portion of that gift that is for UNCF is marked is marked on the envelope and we'll make sure they get it if you're in-house and you are giving in person uh as you leave the door the deacons will be ready to serve you and again if you're giving with an envelope just make sure it's marked on there um so that we know exactly where it goes if you are writing a check you can write it directly to uncf you can write it directly to uncf everything that you give for uncf is going to uncf we want to make sure that we are supporting our own and that we are not left behind because we didn't give all right thank you so much that's all i have for right now the uh miss valerie and the ensemble are coming back and then we are going to head over to john chapter 20 for our study for today god bless you
3: abundantly, above all we could ever ask or think. So twice, um, what I've read in Jude, Jude and in Ephesians, one says, now unto him who is able to keep. The other one says, now unto him who is able to do. And so when I think about it, I think about the many things that God has kept me from and how he has kept my mind. So I think now unto him who is able to keep my mind. Amen. Now unto him who is able to keep me from harm, now I I want you to think about what he's kept you from. And then now unto him who is able to do, exceeding abundantly, now unto him who is able to do miracles, now unto him who is able to do
0: signs, now unto him who is able to do, now unto him who's able to keep. If you know that he's kept you, come on and lift your hands If you know that he's done wonderful things in your life, come on and open up your mouth and tell him thank you. Hallelujah. We give him praise, honor, and glory. And God, we say that you're still able, no matter what's going on. God, we still magnify your name because you're still able. Hallelujah. Come on, can you just open up your mouth and give God praise? We can sing this together. We all know this song. That's what he said. said. Come on, you're living witnesses today. He's gonna fulfill. Time to say, say he's, he's able. Come on, shout it out this morning at home. Sing it all around your house. Come on, say he's able. He's able. keep you whatever you want whatever you need go Bring you out, he's gonna bring you out, he's gonna bring us out, he's gonna bring us out, he's gonna bring us out. you shall live. End Promises are yeah and they his promises are and promises are and He's able, he's able, he's able, he's 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 able, he's 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 Don't give up on God. Come on, y'all. We got to hold on through this. Hallelujah. You cannot give up on him. Oh. One last time. Don't give up on God. Because he won't give up on you. Come on, somebody. Just look at somebody and say, he's able Come on, lift up
2: your head. Hey, he's able. Uh You all be seated and give God a hand of praise if you know he's able to do exceeding abundantly. that we can ask or think. And I really love the word that the New International Version uses there, imagine. If we can ask it, he's able to do more. If we can think it, he's able to do more. If we can imagine it, he's able to do more than that. Our God is great. We're going to get ready to go into our study. But let me, uh, so much has happened in uh in the year that we have been away from each other uh, so much indeed. And uh, and usually it's the bad news that travels the furthest. But um, one of our members has, um, I don't know how, uh, Dr. Grant, how, how does that, um, how do you say, have you been awarded residency? You've been, how do I say that? You've been hired as a resident at Johns Hopkins. Is that where you're going? All right. Awesome. Awesome. You're looking at one proud pastor and one proud church. God bless you, sir. While I'm thinking about it, um, if you want one of these lilies after service, come take it, would you? God bless you. Um, Sorry, those who are at home. Maybe you can text somebody who's in here and tell them to grab me one. All right. Over the past few weeks, we have taken a little detour from the book of Acts, and we will get back around to our study of the book of Acts. Um, We'll get back around to it by Pentecost Sunday, I believe. But as we work our way from the cross and the resurrection up to Pentecost, uh, and let me say um, our period of consecration will begin on Sunday, May 2nd. We will begin fasting Sunday, May 2nd, and we will break fast on Sunday, May 23rd. That is Pentecost Sunday. But as we work up to that, the Lord took me back to a message that I preached a few years ago from John's Gospel, chapter 20, and that message was entitled, The Blessing of Believing. And in that message, I preached down to about verse 29 of that chapter where Jesus tells Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. But as I was looking at it, I left out two verses. That's not the end of the chapter. There are two more verses that John includes that really give the whole purpose for writing his gospel. And it starts at verse 30, John chapter 20 at verse 30 if you're able would you stand with me in honor of the reading of god's holy word i'm going to read from the new international version of the holy scriptures it's here on the screen here's what it says jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not recorded in this book but these are written that you may believe that jesus is the Messiah the son of god and that by believing you may have life in his name verses 31 30 and 31 of john chapter 20 you may be seated as we continue our study of what it means to be the church let me preach from this subject today life in his name life in his name would you say that with me wherever you are life in his name because as saints of the most high as the church of the living god as believers in him we get to live life in his name um we'll get to what that means but let me recap a little bit and remind you of what's going on here. There are two different outlooks that are given to us in this story. The first is portrayed in the disciple called Thomas, the twin. Pay close attention. It's been about a week since the resurrection, and the disciples are behind closed doors. They are locked up in a room, afraid of the Jews. They found themselves in the same predicament a week earlier. It was the evening of the resurrection, and they were assembled together behind a locked door when Jesus came and stood in the midst of them and said, Peace be unto you. And then he showed them his nail-pierced hands and his side, and the disciples, after they had seen, they were glad jesus says a few words to them and then the bible says he breathed on them and said receive the holy ghost we'll get there but during all of this there was somebody one of the disciples was missing and we don't know why thomas isn't there um maybe things were just too much for him his leader the one he has given his life to has been arrested after being sold out by one of them. Judas is gone. Jesus has been crucified. And now he's missing. We don't know why Thomas wasn't there. But he's missing too. And so the other ten have to tell him what happened. They tried to relay what they had seen and felt last Sunday night. But Thomas said, listen. Until I see the nail prints myself... Until I stick my hand in his side, I'm not going to believe that y'all saw Jesus raised from the dead. Isn't that something that's, that's awful bold of Thomas? His stance basically is, I'll believe it when I see it but really if you consider this, who this is, this seems to be Thomas to a T, right? We don't know much about Thomas from the scriptures, but we've heard from him twice before. The first time that we hear from Thomas is just after Jesus gets word that his friend Lazarus, whom he loves, is sick. You remember when Lazarus' sisters Mary and Martha send word to Jesus and Jesus waits a couple of days before he goes to see him. Uh, The Jews were out to get Jesus already. It was dangerous for him. As a matter of fact, he had been somewhere Uh, in hiding when when, uh, Mary and Martha sent word but when he says let's go to Lazarus the disciples remind him of how dangerous it is and when he tells them that Lazarus is dead I don't know if you've ever noticed it in the story but Thomas says okay let's go die with him in other words okay Jesus let's go then so they can kill us too Thomas is not exactly Mr. Sunshine apparently Thomas is a hard sell and then you remember over in John 14 when Jesus was trying to prepare the disciples for his death he said let not your heart be troubled you believe in God believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so I would have told you uh, I go to prepare a place for you so that one day I'll come to you and I'll get you and you can come where I am and it's Thomas he's the one who says how can we know the way to get there in other words Jesus I hear what you're saying saying but you got to show me But let's not be too hard on Thomas because he's not the only one who feels that way I believe it when I see it he's not the only one giving off that vibe he's just the one who takes the blame for it in this story as a matter of fact not even the rest of those guys can be too hard on him because they've all seen Jesus they believe because they've seen peter and andrew james and john philip bartholomew matthew all of them james and thaddeus and simon the zealot the rest of the guys they have all gotten to see jesus with their eyes the reason they believe was because jesus had appeared to them so they can't really say too much to thomas and if the truth be told we can't be too hard on thomas either because I do have a sneaking suspicion there are people in this very sanctuary and watching online who have issued a remarkably similar challenge indicating that seeing is believing. There are some under the sound of my voice who just cannot seem to escape walking by sight. For one, it's hard even when you have his word. I really intend to be for real. Sometimes it can be difficult even when you have his word when what you've seen or what you are seeing doesn't seem to line up with what he said. Let me see if I can help us out. Back in John chapter 2, Jesus had already said, destroy this temple and in three days I'll raise it up. Back in Matthew chapter 12, he had already said, I'm going to spend three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. In Matthew 16, he begins to show his disciples that he's got to go to Jerusalem, suffer, be killed, but that he would be raised on the third day. He had already told them in John 10, nobody is going to take my life. I'm going to lay my life down and I have the power to take it up again. Even the chief priests and Pharisees, when they were talking to Pilate, remembered that Jesus had said, after three days i'm going to rise again thomas had the word he had the promise but the problem was that he had seen too much even if he was only in the background while all this was happening to jesus his reality did not match the word he had been given jesus has said that he would get up but how how is jesus going to get up when just a week before he has lost all that blood how is he going to get up what is he going to do when he has been beaten so badly how you don't recover from being crucified how could he get out of a grave that was sealed with a big stone I know what Jesus said, but I just don't see how he can do it. And the truth is, we experience the same thing. We have the word of God. We have the promises of God. But what we've seen and what we've witnessed so far seems like God couldn't possibly come through now. We know what the Bible says. We know the promises of God, but my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And we used to believe it until they came and foreclosed your house. You used to know it until they laid you off because of this virus. But now it seems like what you've seen messes with what you thought you knew god help us we know the word by his stripes with his stripes we're healed and we used to believe it wholeheartedly until the doctor gave you that negative report you used to know it until you laid hands on somebody and they died we know the word the seed of the righteous shall be delivered we know it was the truth and we knew it was the truth but then your daughter went off and got strung out and now she's acting like somebody that you didn't raise you knew it until your son went to prison and now he's a Muslim and doesn't even believe in your white Jesus all I'm trying to say is that sometimes it's easier than we realize to become like Thomas oh we may never say it in public we are much too churchy for that but sometimes when what we see doesn't line up with what we know it is easy to feel like I'll believe it when I see it the Bible says they're sitting again behind closed doors locked doors but this time Thomas is with them shut up behind closed doors and all of a sudden Jesus is just standing there in the midst of them and he says peace be to you and nobody had to tell Jesus what Thomas had said nobody had to tell this omniscient all knowing savior all that talk that Thomas was doing nobody had to say a word to the one who knows everything to the one who knows our down-sitting and uprising. Nobody had to clue Jesus in. He knew Thomas's thoughts before he thought them. He knew Thomas's words before he said them. He knew Thomas's gestures before he made them. He knew his steps before he took them. After all, the psalmist said, where can we go to get away from his presence? Where can we go to get away from his spirit? Where can we flee to avoid his presence? That's why that little door that they locked wasn't even enough to keep him out. As a matter of fact, The Bible says he is the door. Nobody had to tell him what Thomas said, but after he bids peace to them all, he goes over to Thomas and says, now stick your finger in my nail-scarred hands and put your hand in my side. Don't be faithless, don't be unbelieving, but believe. And wouldn't you know it, after all that big talk Thomas did, about how he wasn't going to believe until he touched Jesus' hand, until he put his hand in Jesus' eye. After all that, when Jesus calls him out on it, there is no record of Thomas touching anything. He just says, my Lord and my God. Isn't it something how the Lord can bring you back to your right mind after you try to jump bad with him? am I the only one in here that God has ever had to get together when you told him what you would or wouldn't do where you would or wouldn't go when we tried to bargain with him or say what we would never do and then he shows us how much God he is and all we can say is my Lord and my God let me hurry to my clothes before I lose the e-congregation. Uh, I told you there were two movements in this passage. The first is to look at the mindset about which we've already talked about, that dangerous mindset, that very human way of, of thinking that says, I'll believe it when I see it. But then Jesus illuminates another group of people in this text, according to St. John. He says, Thomas, you believed because you have seen. You called me Lord and God because I've appeared to you. You've seen me with your own eyes, but there is another group of people. I've got some more followers that are coming, some disciples of another kind. And Jesus describes these people to Thomas. These people are blessed. These people are happy. These people are satisfied. These people are favored. These people are privileged they haven't seen me but they have believed me is there anybody this morning in this sanctuary or watching me right now although you have not seen him you have believed him anybody who knows that you fit into that category God delivered you from the I'll believe it when I see it crowd you've never seen him with your eyes but you believe him with your heart as a matter of fact forget seeing him with your eyes there are some people in here and watching right now who are in some situations where you cannot see jesus in that situation at all but you still believe somebody shout i still believe i do have a sneaking suspicion that there are some people listening to me right now That what you're looking at doesn't look like what you know, but you still believe him. What you're seeing with your eyes doesn't line up with what he promised, but you still believe him. That's why faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence that something exists that I cannot see. And it's really okay though because I walk by faith and not by sight. I've come to tell you that there is a blessing in believing whether you can see it or not let me show you the difference Thomas's faith said if I can believe, if I can see it I'll believe it our faith says if I can believe it I'll see it you know what the Bible says to him that believeth All things are possible you know what the Bible says whosoever shall say to this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he saith the Bible says what things soever you desire when you pray believe that you receive them and you shall have them there is a blessing for those who believe the Bible says these signs shall follow those who believe in my Name. They will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it won't hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover if you believe. The Bible says, whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. As a matter of fact, that's the whole point of John's gospel. That's the whole point of John's gospel. I told you there were two more verses. John closes this chapter by saying Jesus did more than I wrote down. But I wrote these down so you would believe. Jesus, why did you change water to wine so you would believe? Jesus, why did you heal the official son so you would believe? Why did you heal the man at Bethesda so you would believe? Why did you have John write down that you fed 5,000 men, not including the women and children? And he answers, so you would believe. Jesus, why did you walk on water? So you would believe. Why did you heal the blind man? So you would believe. Jesus, why did you raise Lazarus from the dead and I hear him saying so you would believe let me go ahead and cut on across the field he was hung on the cross so that you would believe he was buried so you would believe oh but on Sunday morning He got up from the grave with all power in his hands so that you would believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the son of the living God. And here it is. And that believing you may have life in his name. Would you look at somebody Who's across the sanctuary would you type it in the chat because I believe I couldn't hear you saying anything you gotta speak louder cuz you have a mask on say because I believe I now have life in his name would you look across the other side would you text somebody right now And tell them, because I believe, say it like a Baptist preacher, because I believe, I now have life in his name. You know what that means. I walk in his
1: name. I talk in his name. I pray in his name. Everywhere I go. I'll wear his name I go to battle in his name and the truth of the matter is there's some power in the name of Jesus. you know what that means. I'm saved in his name I'm healed in his name I'm delivered in his name I've been set free in his name I'm so glad
2: there's no other name whereby why we must be saved I'm so glad God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue confess stuff on the earth that's us stuff above the earth that's the angels bowing and stuff beneath the earth even the demons tremble and will bow at his name and one day everybody will say Jesus is Lord can I tell you the power of a name 17 years ago I married the love of my life she was born Chanel Monique Burks but on July 19th pardon me on July 9th she took my hand and she took my name and so now when she goes to the bank she says I'm Chanel but she don't say Burks she says I got his name so everything that's his I have access to when she takes out a card if it has my name she has access to it because she's my bride she wears my name and what's mine is hers you ain't got it yet cause if you did you'd be shouting right now is there anybody here who's glad to be part of the Bride of Christ and you know that you wear his name I can't hear you do you wear his name victory it's his and so victory it's yours he's the Prince of Peace so peace is yours He is the healer, so healing is yours. He owns everything, so prosperity is yours. When you go out, you wear his name. I never saw it before. I never... I wrote these things down, John said, so that you would believe. And not just so that you can hang on to belief, but by believing, you could have life in his name. See, there's some doors that the name Sam won't open. But when I get to the door, or when I get to where there is no door, and I'm wearing Jesus' name, He either opens it or creates one because of His name. (laughs) We're going to get to it in a few weeks. Uh, in the book of Acts, I don't want to give it away too much, but uh, there were some some, some sons of Skeva. Y'all remember them in the book of Acts, and uh, and they had seen some stuff, and they thought they were about to go in demon busting, right? And they went in, and they went in where there was a demon, and the demon beat them, stripped them naked, and sent them running because they said, "We know Paul, we know Jesus, but your name don't mean much to us." There's some demons that are not afraid of Winston. But John in chapter 20 verse 31 said you can believe and by believing have life in his name. And so while it may not move at the name Winston, when I go in wearing Jesus' name, believing we have life in his name that means something y'all let me let me quit I'm already y'all go ahead and play that track There is a name that is so precious, a name that's wonderful to me, a name that's worthy of all praises. Because of him, I am made free. That name is Jesus, oh how I love him, the one who gave his life for me. Because of love so unconditional, I now have life eternally. This name speaks peace unto my storm clouds. This name speaks calm unto my fears. And when I feel that no one loves me, his loving presence is so near. That name is Jesus, oh how I love him, the one who gave his life for me, because of love that is so precious. I now have life eternally. Praise that, name. Praise that name.
0: Praise
2: that name. Praise that name. Praise that name. Some. I'll leave this earthly dwelling Through time and space My soul will soar And finally I'll see the face of Jesus And praise his name Forevermore That name is Jesus Oh, how I love him. The one who gave his life for me. Because of love that is so precious, I now have life eternally and so I praise that name precious is that name wonderful wonderful is that name just praise If you're grateful to wear his name, would you give him some kind of praise? Mr. DeVita is going to come and she's going to share with you whether you're in the building or whether you're watching and worshiping virtually how you can get his name that's the good news he hasn't stopped passing out his name though millions have come there's still room there's room at the cross come on Mr. DeVita
3: believe but I've I've never taken on his name well today's your day today's your day to take on his name it's really simple believe that indeed he is the son of God believe that God raised him from the dead ask him to come into your life the rest is done because it says you shall be saved you shall have eternity with the king and from the moment you accept him into your heart You have taken on his name. And from that moment on, you are granted all the rights, privileges, and benefits of carrying that name. But maybe you've already done that. And if you haven't, please text it. Send us a message. Let us know that you prayed and accepted him today because we want to celebrate with you. But maybe you're out there and you're watching or you're here in this building and you know that God has called you to this place. You already carry his name, but you know that he wants you to be a part of this body. Welcome and come and let us know. Amen. So as we prepare to leave this place, those of you who are joining us online, please um, don't turn off yet because Mountain Media has an announcement for you. Those of you who are here in the building with us, please remain in your seats and follow the directions of the ushers to be dismissed. Now if you'll stand for the benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace now and forever in Jesus precious name. Amen.
1: Thank you for your continued generosity. Your financial contributions help to transform lives, to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app, or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.